to I forgot what episode this is. It's an episode. What is it? 47. 47. Episode 47 of Hollow Hollow Hangouts. Um, I am your host, Edwin, and always with me on the fabulous whereby machine is Pam. Hello, Mabuhai. Pam. Mabuhai. Mabuhai, Pam. Mabuhai. For those of you listening, um, take some time if you want to grab a chair or drive safely. Apparently, there's a lot of people dr- listening to this who's driving. Um, go stop by your local Halahago place and <laughs> grab some Hollow Hollow. Oh my gosh, tastes so good. Um, and uh, I don't know. We've got All we've right. got some stuff that we're gonna try to continue. We decided to continue on uh, going to the Philippines. Um, like what happened you know okay i'm at the airport and what the heck do i do now but that's gonna be later but in the meantime pam what have you been up to i've um i actually um there was a book uh that the new york times suggested um that caught my interest Uh, so the book is called some people need killing by patricia evangelista (laughs) Now, Evangelista that's, that's uh, <laughs> um, is a is a journalist in the Philippines. Okay, and she was one of the key uh, reporters of uh, trauma during Duterte's presidency. Okay, um, and she basically uh, uh describes like the history that led to that whole um what was it extrajudicial killings that whole yeah that uh extrajudicial killings in the Duterte administration like their 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 version of drug enforcement yeah (laughs) yeah and it's basically i mean it's it it's it becomes a more personal experience other than, you know, to us outsiders. All we are, you know, all we are, all we know is that people were free to just shoot anyone that they suspect is a drug dealer or is using drugs. Yeah. Which is not a very good idea, but (laughs) yeah, but she, she paints a picture on like the flip side of those that, you know, my son got killed and there was no evidence of, you know, any drugs on his persons sure. or or whatever. And, you know, there are certain cases where where these killings don't cover. Like, for instance, if you're a recovering addict, yep. it doesn't matter. You are using drugs. Yep. You are automatically labeled a monster. Therefore, deserve to die. And that's... That... that I've always... You know, during that whole entire time, and here's the thing, right, is that I was trying to see, because there's there's people in my family who are Duterte, pro-Duterte mm-hmm. people, right? Yeah. Um, I really was not, just because, I don't know, I believe in, you know... Um, you know, the judicial system. Ju- yeah. But the thing is, is that the judicial system in the Philippines, 
I don't know. <laughs> like, there's, you know what I mean? Like, like obviously, you're not going to have something like this happen here. At least we hope it will never happen here, right? Like, yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, it's it's one of those things where never say never. You know, we've seen a lot of things happening in this country that I would never thought we would we'd ever see. <laughs> but here we are. You know, mm-hmm. and the, you know, in the Philippines, I tried, I really tried to see how, why people think the way they do, right? Why Duterte got into office, like practically in a landslide. And there's a lot to it. But, I mean, it's, I don't know. It's just one of those things where it's like, <laughs> it's. It looks wrong. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, I think what why he won the presidency was that he was made mayor of Davao City, yeah. right? Yeah, which is my, you know, which, that's where I hail from. Which, which that city, I mean, before he came to power, it was... It was bad. Their drug, their drug problem was really bad. Oh, yeah. Um, Again. So when he came to office, he... He, he he has a mind of a general basically saying hey if you were caught with drugs you're done it's okay to get it's okay to get shot yeah and, and I, I might add to just just clarification there is a difference between Davao City back in the 80s and 90s mm-hmm. right and what Davao City looks like now there is a huge difference right and all okay. my cousins and my relatives will tell you the same you know, it was dangerous in the 90s, right? Okay. It was actually, apparently, it was dangerous when I went there back in, like, in 99. <laughs> right? Okay. All right. You know, look at me, you know, the bike buying dude coming, you know, not knowing this stuff. But then mm-hmm. when I was, when I went back there with Angela and then when I went back there by myself quite recently. Mm-hmm. They will, my, my relatives will tell you it is the safest it's ever been. Okay. You know, so there is something to be said for that, <laughs> you know, especially for me, it's never been there. I mean, never seen it in hand because I don't live there. Right. But my mm-hmm. cousins do. So there's something to be said for that. I have to sort of give them, you know, I, I still, I should, you know, I have to, I really, you know, I believe them because they live there. Right. Right. Yeah. So. So, and he was the mayor during that time. So something changed. Was it his policies? It could be, <laughs> you know? So. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. So, I'm, I mean, yay go him for making Davao City safe. And I think that's the reason why he landed the presidency. Because yeah. he, he kept his word. Yeah. He made Davao City safe. Yeah. I mean, and he succeeded. So yeah. a lot of people are like, hey, this guy is like the Messiah or whatever. Yeah. So let's elect him. Yeah. And it, I mean, yeah, he is, you know, he's he's essentially, a, I mean, the way he presents himself, especially in the, in the international, you know, in the international mm-hmm. world, he's, you know, he's looked at as a strong man, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's, and it, you know, extrajudicial killings is. It's a very strong man kind of thing, 
right? Yeah. So, yeah. But what I've come from understanding what the Philippines was all about in terms of, like, why is because there was really no discipline in terms of the judiciary. There was really no, like, there wasn't really a discipline in terms of, you know, catching crims and locking them up kind of deal, Mm -hmm. you know? And there was, and there is corruption and all this other stuff. And, you know, even like the, even the, the, the Aquinos were sort of looked at as a, you know, as puppets, (laughs) you know, that's why they've lost a lot of, they've lost a lot of like popularity in the Philippines, Mm -hmm. you know, because, you know, because it's, they really didn't do anything for the poor, essentially, is what I've come to understand. It's like they were, you know, it was like a lot of, it was just a lot of talk and nothing really happened. And, you know, and I felt like people sort of saw that, you know, and then when you hear comes, here comes the Duterte and he's like actually doing crap, you know, and, you know. And I think that's, that's what they wanted. They don't care about how. They just just wanted action. Yeah. And I think that's why, like, even Marcos is in power right now, which is really weird. (laughs) But here we are. Yeah. But it's the same. I feel like it's the same thing. It's like they saw him as, you know, and he got the endorsement of of the Duterte family. And that was pretty much it. Like, he's the, you know, they saw him as someone who can actually do things, you know. And I think that's people are hungry in the Philippines for things to change. And I get that, you know. I think everybody but just because you know, just because he actually does something and it doesn't make it. It doesn't, right? Yeah the the process of which it happens doesn't make it necessarily right. Right. But I don't think anybody really cares about the process. They just care about they the outcomes. They just want the result. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They want they want the outcomes, and that's the and people get hurt again. Like this person who wrote this book, it's like people got hurt in the process families got hurt in the process innocent people got hurt in the process and whether you know because they never saw a courtroom like like a lot of them so it's kind of like but you know but there's also the stigma of like well can you really trust the courts in the philippines (laughs) you know corruption corruption is very rampant in the philippines and i totally get you know their want of something different of no matter you know what they just want something to change i get it however when duterte took presidency it wasn't his ways weren't democratic it wasn't very dictatorship yeah but like one would argue that the democratic system is slow yeah you know it's very slow sometimes it grinds to a halt. We see that happen here in the United States all the time. Things just stop. <laughs> right, know? because of like all the pushback and yeah. opposing views and all that stuff. They they're all taken into consideration yeah. under anything that's not democratic. Yeah. I mean it's basically one person says it and that's it. Yeah. No opposition. This is how things are right now. Yeah. And that's you know, yeah, I, we live in Minnesota, right? It was amazing to me how things crazily moved in the past year here. Yeah. In our own state, mm-hmm. you know, and in fact, it was like a miracle that things started to move 
Yeah. But then again, there wasn't really there wasn't really an opposition. Or there wasn't there was such a minority in the opposition that they really couldn't that, stop yeah. it. Right? So there's something to be said for that. But you know, nevertheless, we were kind of looked like the miracle state because things that like you know, in a lot of people's eyes in the Minnesota, you know, saw things that were just right and common sense type stuff and you know what have you that mm-hmm. finally just like someone unclogged the toilet and started things started to flow yeah and you know which i haven't really you know like that was last was that was in 2023 who knows right what's going to happen this year you know obviously here in yeah. the federal level things just is a mess you know, right things are just it's about as stuck <laughs> as concrete in a pipe. <laughs> the election, the, uh, I, this year's election is going to be interesting. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. So, I mean, there's people here in the United States are like, you know, like, like something has got to be done, whether it's gun violence, whether it's, you know, like abortion, whether it's, you know, pick your, pick your cup of tea. Pick your battle. Yeah. yeah. Pick your battle. Right. Something's got to be done. You know, and they want it to be mm-hmm. done fast. You know, it's, I think it was the same thing in the Philippines. Something's got to be done about drugs and they want it to be done fast. <laughs> I know. Yeah. You know. But it's so interesting <laughs> on how, you know, she interviewed people, both those in the Philippines and like Filipinos that were, you know, outside of the country. Yeah. At the beginning, they were pro Duterte because he was like oh he has a very firm hand is and that's exactly yeah. what the philippines needed yeah but as i've heard the argument multiple times definitely as more people like were killed on a large scale that's when people are like oh maybe he took things too far yeah i've heard yeah. that too definitely. and then and then also like i mean i thought that i was like what are you doing <laughs> you know. Yeah, and then when what was it? The UN kind of uh, came in and said, "Hey, Duterte, what are you doing?" Yeah, and you know, everyone human rights were like, "He's oh, yeah. violating our human rights." Blah 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 blah. Yeah, and then Duterte is like, "Oh, I I didn't say that or whatever." Yeah, and they would be like, was, "Well, you're having was... the police do it," and then he would be like, "No, I'm not," and then he yeah. would. Yeah, Actually, there was gaslighting. There was definitely some gaslighting going on. And well, and then and then, <laughs> yeah, the the police originally was doing like the shooting and what yeah. whatnot. He then said, "Nope, the police aren't doing that." But then had a like a secret squad. I forgot what it's called. Yeah, there were like death squads going around the Philippines. Yeah, there were death squads. Yeah. Nothing linked to the police or anything. So yeah. when people say, "Oh, blah blah blah, killed blah blah blah." Yeah, like, I remember my cousin telling me that, like, even <laughs> even in the Philippines, like in Davao, you know, like she was talking about death squads. I'm like, no, really? Can they do that? <laughs> yeah, know? they they were it like, if thing. they overhear that blah 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 is using drugs, oh, boom. Yeah, they were very active, yeah. and and he, I mean, Duterte also was very um calculating when it comes to using 
certain words, like killing. Yeah. We didn't, or he's a, he, he he wants it to not sound like a murderer. Yeah, he's a politician. So, but like, but like, oh, <laughs> yeah, like the situation, like, like someone was killed or murdered. He like, no, 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 that person was neutralized. Yeah, it, he's a politician, and better yet, he's a All lawyer. Right. <laughs> you know, so a lot of people right. forget he's a lawyer in the Philippines who's a politician. Right, yep. and there's nobody knows. There's no better person to communicate certain words. <laughs> than and these death squads would would, of course, you know, happen like in the not necessarily at night, although mm-hmm. majority of them did. But they were secretive. Yeah. So when when a mom was like, "Hey, someone killed my son for whatever," they were like. Well, we don't know who killed them. Sorry. What can we do? There was a... There was... And then... then And there was actual a video of someone... Like, killing someone. And it was... It sparked the whole... Oh, we finally have proof that... The death squads do exist. And yeah. I think that's when people were like, oh... Because children were involved in that video. Yeah. So I it was really disturbing and I, I'm like, oh, okay, I don't need to watch the video, but um Yeah, I just find I found it I found the whole whole book interesting. Um just reading a piece of, you know, Philippine history and what went on in the country during the Duterte presidency. Yep. Because as I said, I can only read what was happening in in the news articles, international news articles. And not to mention, I mean, the Philippines, I mean, it's still not safe to be a journalist there. Which is one of the signs of a country being run through a, through a dictator when free press was discouraged. Yeah, we, we were talking about what's her name, the... The, the the Nobel Prize winner. Um, hey, I forgot her name. Um, she ran. Um, oh my gosh, I can't believe I forgot. Um, <laughs> uh, I want to say. Um, um, Dereza, Dereza. I want to say Dereza. That sounds that sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. Rappler. She ran Rappler. Right, she's arrested. Ah, yes. I think she still arrested for cyber, some made up thing. Um, you know, and I that think was, that was I, and I think Evangelista worked with her. Oh yeah, because Rappers it. like it's another one of like those progressive articles or news, yeah, sources or whatever. Um, I was, a, but yeah. I just I just like I just like that this book spurred the New York Times uh curiosity. Yeah. And it it's a pretty it's a, it's a pretty easy read cuz it's not read like a journalist. It's more like a whole like a storyline with multiple characters in it. Yeah. There was a there was a show on Netflix I watched a while back ago. 
Um, oh. It's called Amo. And AMO? AMO. It's Amo. Okay. And it talks about this thing. It talks about extrajudicial killings. It's talk it's it's really gritty and dark. Like it's it's definitely not for kids. <laughs> right? Okay. Well, right. And but it talks about this. It talks about drug addiction in the Philippines. It talks about what was going on during that time. It talks about like you know, there's a there's um like one of the one of the opening one of the scenes in the, in the first episode is a drug raid. You know. Mm-hmm. And someone gets killed. So it is a I mean it's a thing. And right. you know, and it just it's just like the struggles that happen in the Philippines when it comes to this sort of thing. You know, like not to say that in the United States that we don't have our own struggles when it comes to this sort of thing. You know. Yeah, but I think it's a. I feel like the Philippines is sort of a special case just because of sort of this of this deal, mm-hmm. you know. And you know whether you see it's right or it's wrong, that sort of thing. You can't help but know, tell that people are getting killed in the, you know, in the fire. You know, in the people are getting killed, like yeah, that probably shouldn't been killed, <laughs> you know. Well, a lot of so. yeah. I mean, a lot of what what made it all wrong is that they don't go only only for the victim mm-hmm. or the drug addict or whatever. They can go. They could kill your spouse just yeah, out of just association. because yeah, just because they don't want any witnesses or whatever. Yeah. yeah so, I don't, I'm so. kind of curious about this book because. Um, geez, even the title. Some people need killing. Jeez, <laughs> it's a quote. It's a quote that someone said, kind of like as kind of like a passive aggressive thing. No, mm-hmm. oh, some people need killing. You know, yeah, they had it coming, and that's what bothers yeah. me. Is that what Duterte just doesn't see with drug addicts? Is that not everyone? Not every drug addict is a monster. Yeah. And that's what he does. He de- demonizes drug addicts as non-savable monsters that are out preying kids or Yeah. It's the narrative. The, it's it's a narrative, right? Yeah. It's a narrative to to back up a thing. Yeah, and, <laughs> and and to those that do struggle with drug addictions, you can't say that they chose it or yeah. don't want to change or to yeah. better themselves. Yeah, you know, there's no redemption. It's the other. You're either monster or you're human. Yeah, look what happened in the United States with heroin. I mean, with with like like with fentanyl and freaking yeah, you know, like opioids. It's you know, they get into one accident, whether it's a car accident or a work accident or whatever. Doctor prescribes them, you know, opioid, and there you go. They're addicted. It's you know, it's yeah. I'm sure that guy didn't feel like, you know, being addicted to, you know, to opioids, you know? Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so I don't, I don't really know what happened after Duterte. Cause you yeah, know, I know Marcus is now the president with Duterte's daughter as the vice president VP. Yeah. Which I is also really the mayor of Davo, by the way. <laughs> I really don't know like what, like, in regards to drug addiction, I mean, is I it know. still considered safe or? I don't 
whatever. I ha it's kind of gone I silent. I feel like they really need some, like, like major rehabilitation funding <laughs> than anything. Mm, yeah. You know. The but, medical but, system. Yeah, is let's, a that's a whole different thing. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's let's move on because let's move on a little bit lighter note. Edwin. Uh, yes. What have you been up to? Um. Uh, so. Let me talk to you about Chopin and Lupia. <laughs> because. Oh, Chopin. Yeah, Chopin and Lupia. So I made Chopin and Lupia not too long ago. And one something that, one thing that um, I realized is that I suck at rolling Chopin, uh, rolling Lupia. Cause oh, they're really? never, yeah, because they're never even. One's like longer, <laughs> one's skinnier, one's fatter, one's shorter. It's it's not. Is this is, is this your first time? <laughs> no, making them? no. This is oh. just this oh. is just a thing. Like I can't keep it consistent. Like I need a machine to do this, right? And it just takes practice. It, I would assume. I think it right? takes practice. Shupao. I made Shupao. I can't. Now now can you tell? Can you just say what exactly it is? Shupao is bao. It's Filipino bao. If you don't know what bao is, okay. it's like a steamed bun. So wheat yep. steamed bun with stuff in it. Usually mm -hmm. something savory. Like, you know, like, like meat, beef, beef yeah. chicken, whatever, on, in a sauce. And then it's rolled into a wheat bun, a steamed mm -hmm. wheat bun. Um, lumpia is basically just, for those of you who don't know, lumpia is egg rolls. It's Filipino egg rolls. Yep. Right? So good. Yeah. It's either vegetable-based or it's meat-based, right? Yep. Um, and I made the meat-based, I made the lumpia Shanghai version. Oh, okay. Because I just didn't have... <sighs> there's a lot of chopping in the vegetable version. <laughs> and so <laughs> there's a little bit more... Pro there's a there's more process to it. Okay. Um, and I was just hungry for lumpia. So there you go. Uh, and so when I was making the shupao, mm -hmm. um, freaking things were falling apart inside the steamer. Uh oh. <laughs> like like things are like leaking, freaking like in the here's the thing. If your filling is too wet, good luck trying to roll trying to roll that. Because okay. once the once the freaking like dough is wet, there's no closing that sucker. There's, Ooh. There is no closing that thing. Good luck. You know, there's okay. no, there's no re-rolling, there's no redoing because it's already wet. There's already freaking sauce on. So it's just <laughs> a moist mess. It's just a moist mess. <laughs> I threw away a bunch of dough because of it. Aww. Right. And I had to redo. I had to figure out a way to take some of the liquid out. So I, I finally had to put the the filling into a cheesecloth and just wring it out like dirty laundry. Just. <laughs> you know, and, you know, and, you know, and, and then do it. And then everything was fine. But then, like trying to make the nice little pattern in the top, you know, that looks like a flower. There's, there was nothing like that. <laughs> There's well, nothing like that. Now is that now is that your first time making chopa? No, like I've made chopa before. <laughs> I just can't. It's it is practice, but guess what? Like it was a mess, and it was. It was just one of those things where, where I have no idea how, oh, how, how my mom did it, 
how my relatives did it. Because every time they make shoe pot, it's like, see, you just fold it. It's a nice little thing, you know. It's like a little like, intricate little like little little pattern <laughs> thing, whatever. Dude, I don't know. Like, I t did I miss a step or something? Like, and I'm watching like YouTube videos and how to do this. Like, I don't think I miss a step. <laughs> you know, and, like and then half the stuff that and then half the. You know, when it's cooked, you know, and I cut into it, there's like this big blob of like, of like, of like bun and the filling's like yeah. on the side. Oh. So, <laughs> you know, it's like, uh, I'm just, I don't know. It just, I was just like, there's gotta be a way. <laughs> there, there's, there is a way. There's gotta be a way. And I'm sure I want to try it again, you know, in the future. It's a process. And it is. And if any of you has never made this, I encourage you to just like do it at least once in your life as a as a cultural thing, <laughs> you know, and see if I'm not wrong how hard this can be because, you know, because it is. Oh yeah, and number one, I didn't realize how much I I didn't realize how much sugar goes into the into the into the dough of the chopo. Yeah. Holy oh. crap! I didn't realize how much. It's like no wonder freaking Philippines has got a diabetic epidemic going on. It's like one cup of sugar. That's like how much you put in like freaking freaking ice cream. <laughs> you know, they're asking me for like a half a cup. You know, and then you put like a bunch of tablespoons in just to get the the yeast going, and you put like a half a cup. You know, in the you know in the in the kneading process. I'm like holy crap, that's a lot of sugar. <laughs> it's like I get it now I get why there's like a diabetes thing going on in the Philippines like that with like 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 added sugars is a thing in the Philippines like I don't mm -hmm. think you know like you talk about like 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 sugar in the, in the United States with like all our foods in here I don't think the Philippines is it's got nothing on the Philippines I don't think there are. I don't think there are like dietary regulations in the Philippines. I are don't there? know. I should look it up because, because even like even like the the Jollibee spaghetti, there's there's definitely freaking a lot oh, of sugar that, in that sucker. Oh, that thing is yeah. sweet as freaking like that thing is like almost a dessert. It's you, good. You know, but it's it's yeah, good. A but lot of it's, sugar. Yeah. Yeah. The last time I had diet, like Jollibee's, right? I was in Canada, right? And I got the spaghetti and. I didn't feel right after. <laughs> it was absolutely good. Was it worth it? Heck yeah. But it's... But you suffered. <laughs> I suffered. I suffered for it. Right? I don't know if I learned my lesson, but I definitely suffered for it. <laughs> you know? And I'm sure it had a lot to do with whatever sugar they were putting in that thing. Well, it's a, it's a, as you said, it's a learning process. And I'm pretty sure that the more you do it, the more you will get closer to your intended end yeah. product. Yeah, I'm so sure. So keep on at it. It's. It I is. believe in you. It was good. <laughs> it was so good. Like, okay, well that's like good. the chupa was good. It, it looked like a mess. You know. The lumpias were good too. And did the lumpia was good the too. Sauce? Oh yeah, you gotta have the chili sauce. Oh, of course. The chili sauce. Some people say the lumpia is the vehicle for the chili sauce. It's just a vehicle. <laughs> Actually, that is, that is true. <laughs> right? That is true. You know. Um, and, you know, the shupao, you pull a little banana ketchup on top of the shupao and you eat it. Right? That's how you do things <laughs> in the Philippines. Actually, you know what? 
speaking of banana ketchup, I told that to Matt, and he doesn't believe it exists. And I was like, it oh does my exist. Yeah, show them, show him a UF, was it UFC or a Jufren brand? <laughs> oh, there's, oh yeah, there, yeah, you could get it at any like Asian market. Yeah. But it's, he's like, oh, banana and ketchup. That sounds like two things that shouldn't. And I was like, they do. It, and it does. it's good. And it's, I'm just saying. It's right. <laughs> it's it right. is right. I do, I do prefer the... There is something different between the one that they import here and then in the Philippines. I've seen the one in the Philippines. The one that they have here in the United States, I feel like it's just a little different. Because trying to get out of the freaking bottle... Is much Are you talking more, about the glass one? The glass one. I feel like uh, it's much more yeah. of a chore here in the Phil in the in the United States than it is in the Philippines. The Philippines just seems like it just pours out, right? Right. And here, you can shake that thing till your arms fall <laughs> off just to get that stuff out. You can sit there like with a with a knife trying to like like scoop it out, you know? Yeah. But it's like thicker. It's like a thicker. I wonder. Well, I just wonder <laughs> if if it's because. It just sat in transit. Maybe it, it I don't know. Might have, I might be. I don't know if like I have to look at. I have to look at the formulation and see if it's different. Like like what the ingredients are. Like maybe it's like. Yeah, it's banana ketchup, but it's made in California, so it's got like other added stuff into it rather than like the ones in, yeah. the, United, in the Philippines, which yeah. is like you know made in. You know, Pasig City in the Manila or whatever. You know, it's like, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, I don't know. It's, but it's definitely, a, it's, I feel like it's different because, you know, I can go to the Philippines and pour that thing out. I just have to take a pit over and it's already pouring here. Yeah. It's, it, it's a freaking physical exercise routine. You know, it's, <laughs> it's, 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 it is, uh, you're working for it. Right. So, <laughs> speaking of um, food, I just want to just cover very quickly some local events that are happening. Sure. Ooh. To my knowledge, well, first off, the first Garandaria of hold the on. year twenty twenty four. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. I gotta play the bumper. Okay. What's going on here? All right. So first things first, uh, the Philippine Center of Minnesota are uh, hosting the first calendaria of the year 2024. It's on March 3rd, Sunday at 11 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. May I suggest you go closer to 11 a.m. than 1.30? Yes. Solely because um, the food they can start... Out. Well, they, they, they could start packing up because yeah. I, I think I went like around 1230. They were already packing up and it was slim, pinky, uh, slim pickings yeah. for uh, food. Someone so, made Filipino spaghetti and it was like they were already packed up. Yeah. So especially the, the desserts, I think that's what people attack first. Yeah. So go there close to 11 a.m. Um the Philippine Center of Minnesota is in Maplewood on Frost Avenue. Um, it's a great way to just get to know uh, local local vendors. vendors. Yep. Yep. And a lot of them don't have like a brick and mortar 
uh, restaurant. They're just mom and pops just yeah. doing it volunteers. Yep. So, and then sometimes you'll get the, you know, the food trucks will, will sometimes show up. Yep. So oh, go there. Um, I was like, I actually had to search for this event. So, um, Philippine Center, um, please post your events because I didn't know about this until now. So now I am spreading the word of the, all the good food. Um, another thing that's happening, um, the CSFA is having a Mahjong fundraiser in Burnsville. Yes. Saturday, February 24th. Um, I don't know if there are any open spots because I think you tried to register Edwin and there weren't any. Well, that's what I heard was that it was, it was starting to fill. So I'm not quite sure. I don't know. I have a thing about, I don't really know how to play Mahjong. And last time some people taught me how to play who were Filipinos, i.e. my relatives, uh, (laughs) (laughs) you know, wasn't much so much as a, as a teaching tutorial. Yeah. It was more like, like, no, don't do that. Here, put this down. No, don't do that. Put this down. <laughs> like, like, like my, like, uh, I have a niece that actually, uh, that studied in Taiwan, I think. Yeah. And even she said that her, her version of Mahjong is different than how my family taught me yep. how to play Mahjong. And so I'm like, okay, well, it would be cool to play Mahjong if I knew which version they were playing with. Because yeah. I think I think that I played is more simpler than the one that maybe the CSFA is doing. It might be. I don't... I so, mean, is, is, it, is Mahjong like Adobo? Like, there's a different version of it in different places <laughs> in the Philippines? Is it like that? Like, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I do know that Mahjong is a serious uh, oh, it's activity. Oh, it's freaking serious. I mean, it's to the point where there are certain tables that are like high techy designed. Oh, all you gotta do is just put all the tiles in the center. The crazy will fall. Yeah, and then it'll flip, and they have all the walls ready, so that you don't have to waste time building it. And I'm like, jeez, that's that was those are like the tables of Crazy Rich Asians. They were like, yeah, they were just like. Dump all of it in the middle of the thing, and all of a sudden, it's like, here are the here are the rows, here are the here are the walls. Like, I'm like, what the heck? ooh, fancy. No more, no more <laughs> the clang, no more clanging noises. You know, like the the dice. That was like the best part, though. That is like my ASMR. Just the whole <laughs> shuffling so. the tiles and hearing the click, click, click. click. I'm like, mmm. Bye. My ASMR is the clacky noises and, and people getting upset because they didn't win the next the that last round and they're like blaming each other. I, I was waiting for that one. I can't believe you got it. Clack 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 clack. You know. And- oh yeah, I love it. <laughs> I love it when my like like when my parents would just jokingly like attack each other. Yeah. I'm like, you cheated. And it's like I did not cheat. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, there's the CSFA fundraiser going on and uh, starting in March. CSFA is doing tinikling lessons. <laughs> I think okay. it's uh, what was it every every Saturday? I think it goes every Saturday, and then it turns to every Thursday they, night. Um, and they provide the ankle pads, right? 
<laughs> well, that I don't know. Um, but they say that, oh, this is in preparation for Philippine Day, which is on July 20th at the Ojibwe Park in Woodbury. Mm. Now, I don't know if that means that if you sign up for these lessons that you will partake in it. But, I mean, Tinikling is a very huge it's our, Philippine dance. It's our most popular dance, mainly and, because people tend oh, to get hurt. Every every event, every every time there's a Filipino yeah. event, whenever Tinikling gets put on yeah. stage, oh, the crowd goes wild. See, I don't even think that's like her most dangerous dance. Oh, there are multiple dangerous dances. There's, there's the candle dance. Yeah, the, the candle on the top of the head dance that can burn the, burn the stage down. Apparently, there's another candle dance that involves them swinging the candles. Yeah. That, that's more dangerous. That's dangerous. What was it? I remember someone getting hurt in the bunko dance. Or like dancing on top of like... like oh, three, the table? No, like the three foot high... Oh. Like the three foot high... Uh, like uh, what do you call it? Uh, bunko, like a like a bench. The, oh. the bench dance, you know. Oh yeah, it's just oh yeah, it's just it, what two planks. Oh my gosh, I remember someone like <laughs> like like falling off, landing wrong, and freaking they sprained something, and <laughs> and they expected the show to go on. Get up, get no. up. No, well this was during Get a rehearsal. This was during a rehearsal, oh. <laughs> so you know. Yikes! Like, well, at least it was rehearsal and not the show. Yeah, I just remember that. Like people care. The nickeling is probably our. Medium, medium difficult, the medium hurt, because yeah, like you don't step right, then you're gonna get your ankles caught in the yep, you know, but bamboo. I mean, that's the whole point. The whole Tinikling dance was to um, mimic a bird, like trying to like not get caught in these traps. Yeah, hence the reason why it's like a it's like a bird versus trap kind of thing. Yeah, are you the bird? Or are you a human? <laughs> well, <laughs> with weak ankles. <laughs> yeah. Let's do the fast version. Oh, great! More, more, more opportunity to get hurt. <laughs> go, go, go to YouTube. Just type "fast tinkling." There are people that do that, and I'm like, do you even breathe? <laughs> I. Yeah. yeah. So. For those that want that are interested in learning, um, there's info that you could find on the CSFA uh, webpage about it. Personally, I I don't think I am physically fit for tinkling, <laughs> not yet at least. Well, you're going but to the gym, Pam, so you, you you'll be able to. So do you? I mean, <laughs> so uh, I mean, I do steps. Okay, so there is no breaking ankles unless I land wrong. And that's on me. <laughs> <laughs> oh but yeah, gosh. so that's so those are the local events. The teenaging lessons, I honestly think that would be an excellent activity for kids. Yeah. Well, that's when they started, for kids. That's when I first yeah. learned it. I was like 10 years old, 9 years old. I believe, I believe the lessons uh, are open to everybody. You don't have to be a kid. No. to learn you can go no. to try it yeah but yeah so those are it those are all the minnesota Sweet. filipino events yeah i i look forward to the food <laughs> you look forward to the food <laughs> to the food okay. of course <laughs> of course it's the food um all right so let's get on our next uh our main topic here um of the show 
So, Pam is at Nino Aquino International Airport. Not now. Not now. Just just to reiterate, I'm not there now. No, not this now. Is, no, but this is the this, hypothetical. This, yes, this because I am, I am going to the Philippines soon. Soon. And last episode, we covered about, like, how to plan yeah. for a Philippine trip. So we talked yeah. about airlines, yep. um... How to book it? Blah 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 blah. Go check it out if you haven't yet. Um, but this this time we are going to talk about. Okay, so you got your plane tickets. You survived yep. a very long trip. Yep. You get to the airport, which I would assume is Nino Aquino's in, uh, international airport. Assuming, I mean, you can you, you can also land in Cebu International. I've landed both in Cebu International and Nino Aquino. So so. What do you? What should we expect? Um, besides the punch of humidity, once oh, you oh, exit the airplane. You, you mean they? You mean when they open up the furnace door, also known as the airplane door? <laughs> that thing, with that huge rush of hot, humid, freaking saunas are pretty much like refrigerators compared to this. Yeah. You know. Yeah. That. <laughs> when you yeah, when you exit the airplane, make sure that You're not you wearing, are exposing skin. Yeah, you don't want to be wearing you don't want to be wearing a Columbia jacket. I know, I know it's cold <laughs> in the air airplane. It can get cold, yeah. yes, but trust me, once those doors open, you will you feel will, it. You will feel it, and you're wondering when, you know, you're <laughs> you're gonna be wondering when the crispy pata is done. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> just, um, just, just but, uh, but yeah, I mean, so, so I can only experience. I only experience the international airport that is in Manila. Yeah. And Edwin, you could go ahead and share your experiences with one in Cebu. Okay. Um, so you exit the. You grab all your stuff. Exit yep. the plane. You walk down long corridors to. Um, Immigration, right? It's it's what. So when you get off the plane, right? It's just like yeah. any other international airport in the world, right? You have to, yeah. You have to get off the plane, and then you go to baggage claim. Or sometimes you go to immigration first, then you go to baggage claim, I, then you go to customs. Like for me, it was like very like a weird security protocol. Yeah. Like you have to pass through guards. Yep. And then you have to. I think the next thing is go to a desk yeah i think it's immigration you go first yeah yeah it's immigration and, then baggage claim then then customs and you have to go to the correct desk i yep. think there is one for philippine passports yep and international then, passports yep and then and, if you were staff and the jealous passport because <laughs> <laughs> you're the pilot you are and- you are in a freaking long line. It doesn't matter if you're in the Philippine line. Or it doesn't matter if you're in the international line. You're still in a freaking long line. And then you see yeah. these flight attendants and pilots just freaking just just bypassing that. It's like, why can't I go in that line? I want that one. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's like it's like going to Disney World and it's the fast yeah. express lane. Yeah. Those that paid extra. <laughs> What do I have to get in that line? Serve drinks? I'll do that. Yeah. 
And it's and when you go up, uh, from my uh, memory of it, is that you present your passport. They ask you a couple questions yep. like, "Why are you here? Business or, or how personal? How long is your stay? Yeah. yeah, and stuff like that. And then once they don't deem you a threat, um, they'll stamp your passport, yeah. and then you go. You then go to baggage claim. Yeah. So <clears throat> there is a question in terms of visas. Right? Here's the thing. Mm. Visas in the Philippines are only good for 21 days. Okay? Okay. After that, you're on your own. (laughs) Right? Just just an FYI. They will mark it for, you know, they'll slamp it and they'll put a date down. It's usually 21 days. Okay. Okay? That's essentially how long you can stay as as a tourist in the Philippines. Now... Correct me if I'm wrong. You don't need a visa the, if you don't. If the stay is less than a month, right? Well, here's the thing: the the thing that they stamp on your passport, yeah, in immigration, that's your visa. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's just a tourist visa. There's that whole entire thing of like reciprocity agreements and stuff like that, diplomatic agreements. So on and so forth. It's the same reason why you can go to Europe and they'll just stamp your visa there. You, you know, like, but it's not the same for like Filipinos coming to the United States, for instance. Okay, mm-hmm. they need a pre-approved visa, right? That's why okay. you know it's like they have to go apply for a visa at the U.S. Embassy, so on and so forth. Yeah, in order for them to get to the to the, to the United States, right? We don't do that here in the United States because of agreements, right? Which to me, I don't know. I feel like I feel like it's unfair. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. You know, but like if there's gonna be this whole entire thing, it's like, well, why can't they do the same thing here in the United States? You know, like it's, it's right. you know, it's come on. But that's the you know, like. That's essentially your visa. It's a 21-day visa. You you can stay in the Philippines, you know, have at it. So if days. I under so if I understand correctly, as long as you have a valid passport, yeah, you should be okay. You should be okay. Yeah. Yep. That's that's actually um, the easy part. <laughs> you know. Yep. So. Yep. Um. I think that's it for immigration, right? Yeah, immigration. Like, yeah, and then after that, you go over there, deal with the porters and baggage claim. Yeah, you know. which are which I found to be very helpful because the last time I went there, um, I was traveling alone. Yeah, and of course, there's a lot of people already in baggage claim, just waiting for yeah. their uh, thing. Yeah, they're waiting for the like, buy on boxes that feel like it never ends. <laughs> you know, to get the. You know, like the big, like, carous- like the, the big cart thingies is full of bike buy-in boxes and, and huge luggage and, you know, porters are there. And you can pay for a porter. You can just, you know, you, you can definitely do that. You know, it's... Right. Um, tipping is a thing in the Philippines, just an FYI. It's not like Japan or anything like um, that. So Yeah. Uh, my suggestion is that have a couple bills on in your pocket. Yeah. So it's easy access. Don't I wouldn't carry a lot of bills because you don't want to, you know, in case someone does pickpocket you. Yeah, I usually Um, carry about fifty dollars worth. 
in my U.S. dollars or no fifty pesos. pesos. So oh, okay. uh, you go to the Philippines many times. You're gonna you're gonna create a collection. <laughs> yeah. So you know you're gonna you're just gonna create a collection. It's like any other place that you travel frequently, right? Yep. And 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 you grab whatever currency that you had left over before, which is actually a funny deal, because the Philippines did change your currency, which I had no idea. Oh, I didn't know that yeah. either. So that's that's a different story. But carry, you know, you grab whatever leftover bills you got from your last trip. And you bring it with you, you know. Yeah. And um, and if you didn't do that, guess what? Go to the bank. <laughs> so I think, I think in the airports there are uh, exchange. You can desks. do it in the airport. They kind of rip you off. Yeah. Just enough FYI. Because of fees. Of fees and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's the same thing with hotels, especially the touristy hotels. They'll they'll put a fee on top of whatever the heck that you exchange. Yeah. But it's just an it, FYI. You know, I would it, rather it, just it, go I think over it to is my very bank. helpful to do that before yeah. you get on the plane. I would rather just go uh, to the bank and do it. Like here, yep. you know, like US Bank here in the United States, they'll do it. So Yep. <laughs> It's not, it's not really a big deal in terms of like trying to get the exchange. You'll eventually get an exchange. Mm-hmm. Um, I would just say just keep, just make sure you have some local currency with you once you land. Yep. Um, just for tipping reasons or even like, I know like a lot of vendors, you know, like in the, in the airports, when you're in the airport in the Philippines, a lot of them will take dollars. Yep. Yeah, like I know, like I remember, buy you know, you know, like was a red ribbon in Manila Airport. I think they took a took dollars, right? Yeah, like an equivalent of dollars. So that's just an FYI. A lot of them take like credit cards now, debit cards. So yeah, although it wasn't like before. Although when they do that, typically there is like an exchange fee. There is for an exchange. Every transaction. Yeah, there is an exchange fee, and it's usually imposed. I believe it's imposed by your bank, whoever you bank with. I th- yeah. So that does sound correct. Yeah. So and it's usually like a percentage. So I think like for instance, my bank is three percent. So every time yep. I use my card in the Philippines, it, they do the exchange, but they'll also tack in a three percent rate so speaking of banks i don't know if this was mentioned in the last episode but if you do decide to use your card overseas oh, yeah. i would just let your bank know oh yeah let your bank know so they don't stop yeah. payment oh by the way too bdo is the only bank this is i'm not we're not affiliated with the uh, they're not sponsored of the show but bdo over in the philippines accepts a lot of international cards in fact that's how i got mm-hmm. my money in the philippines i went to a bdo like atm and used my american uh debit card huh. and got philippine dollars yeah you still get exchange you know there's still a there's still a fee right there's still like mm-hmm. a, yeah <clears throat> currency exchange fee but it's better than going to those other, you know, like those kiosks. Yeah. So, so just an FYI, 
I've had a lot of luck with BDO when I was there. The other ones, eh, not so much. I can tell you about my my runaround with all the different banks over there in the Philippines. <laughs> like when you said BDO, I thought I thought you meant like BO, like body odor. No. Like why are we talking about body odor all of a sudden? I forgot what it stands for, but my cousin used to work for BDO a, long, a while back ago. She was the one who told me go to BDO because apparently okay. they're they're a lot better when it comes to international exchange. So okay. I did. So I did. And guess what? It freaking worked. And so every time I needed cash, I just go stop by a BDO ATM, get cash, right? Use cash. And the only time I actually used my card was at the mall. Yeah. Over there. I would never even think about going to like some shady place just to use my card. No way. I no. always, most of the time I paid in cash. I paid in, yep. you know, cash is still a thing in the Philippines, especially in the rural areas. So it was, it's good. Um, speaking of cash, there is a, there is a limit to how much you can take in, in a day there. Just an FYI. Okay. I think it's like, you, right. can, you can't take, I think you can't take 6,000 pesos. Okay. In a day, I want to say. That's good to know. Um, the other thing, too, is that there is such thing as old obsolete currency in the Philippines. I have obsolete currency in the Philippines. I forgot when they changed everything. But they no longer take... If we see like 100 peso and it's got that bank, Banco Central picture in the back of it. Right? If you see oh. that, yeah. That's no longer good. <laughs> so I'm gonna have to double check my yeah. bills then. <laughs> it's uh it's a really old picture. It's like a I should it's uh but it's no longer accepted currency in the Philippines. I got a bunch of those because that's what was accepted back in I wanna say that was accepted back in nineteen ninety nine. Oh, okay. Yeah. So between that between my my trips, it just they didn't take it anymore. Which is sad, but okay. now it's just a a souvenir, I guess. It's just a hundred pesos. It's like, <laughs> was it like two bucks? So I'm not too, not too worried about. So just, so just for um, references, six thousand pesos, at least based on what Google is telling me, it's about one hundred and seven dollars. Yeah, U.S. dollars. Yeah. So limit only a hundred U.S. dollar yeah. withdrawal. You said that. Um, what was it 10 pesos is what you got 10 pesos is only 18 cents yeah so there you go an 18 cent souvenir oh no no that was 100 pesos or sorry yeah or, I, yeah yeah the Banco central it's purple <laughs> they got colorful money in the philippines they it's do purple they do they like it yeah and it's it's old old currency it was 100 pesos that was like two bucks and so. also uh u.s bills Stress yeah. out U.S. bills. Have U.S. coins are not accept. They do not accept it. Yeah. U.S. coins. And if you are going to exchange like actual paper money, right? Mm -hmm. Make sure it's crisp. Make sure it's brand new. Because don't they run it through like some machine or whatever? No, a lot oh. of places, especially if you go to like a like a side street place that does currency exchange. There's a bunch of them, <laughs> right? They're usually like connected to pawn shops in the Philippines. Oh. And they will only take crisp $100 bills. 
So okay. just an that FYI. It's it is a thing. I don't know why it's a thing. I guess, you know, they just still don't yeah. take it. So so that's another you know, that's just another like FYI. Um you can go to a you know out of the airport exchange, you know, at a at a at a currency place. They kind of look shady. <laughs> I'll admit they look very shady. <laughs> but they'll give they'll usually give you better rates. Okay. Yeah, so. But, All right. Yeah. Well, good to know. Yeah. You can um, always ask your taxi driver because sometimes I'll do it. It's like I need to exchange. Speaking money. of, okay, so <laughs> speaking of taxi drivers. Yeah. Or just okay, so. Majority of the people that go into the Philippines usually have connections, like family or yep relatives, friends, yep business, you know whatever. Usually, someone will be there to pick you up from the airport, and from there you reach your destination. Yep. For those that don't have connections in the Philippines, um, like what are the modes of transportation that are available for tourists? You can take taxis. Taxis are actually like taxis are cheap. They're they're it's actually a pretty cheap way. They're they're you know when you think of a taxi here in the United States, it gets pretty expensive, and we've got like yeah. grades and lower rates, whatever. In the Philippines, it's pretty cheap. Like. I took a taxi between Davao Davao International. No, it wasn't Davao. It was it was in like it was like in like in the other side of the city. It was in a suburb. Okay. Went across the city, right? So how long a of mall. a drive was it? It must have been An like the twenty minute, thirty minute oh, car ride. Okay. All right. I spent three bucks. Cushing US dollars. Dead. Yeah. US yeah. dollars. And it was Aircon. Yep. <laughs> right? Because you have to think about the economy in the Philippines versus the ones in the United versus the economy in the United States. Yeah. That's expensive for a person who actually lives there. Yep. But when you're when you're earning dollars, right? It's nothing. Yep. You know, considering what how long it would take. It's the same thing. It's so you know. A dollar goes a long way in the Philippines. So when you're doing transportation mm -hmm. in a taxi, it kind of goes a long way. Yeah. There's also Uber versions there called Grab. Grab is like an Uber. It's basically Uber in the Philippines. It's like a like one of the popular ones. And have you have you tried that? I haven't tried it. I know okay. my cousins tried it. You know, okay. and it's 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 ride sharing. It's a, it works the same way yeah. as as Uber. Right, it's an okay. app on your phone, and you know you ask for a ride, and you know to you know to and from, you know, and then someone picks you up. Yeah. Right. So it's that's that's their version, and that's really big, especially in Manila, is Grab. Okay. So. All right, I might have to look into it. Um. I mean, if people want to rent a car. I mean, I think it is it is possible to rent a car. You can rent a car. If you really want to try driving in in Metro Manila. <laughs> Have um, fun with that. I, I was about <laughs> to say, um, for liability issue, uh, reasons, Yeah. go get an, was it an international ID? 
Yeah, get an international driver's license. They're issued by the universe. They're 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 issued by the United Nations. I think the United Nations is the one that handles it. Okay. And it is it, you have to apply for. I don't know what the waiting time is. You do have to apply for it prior to being there. And it, essentially, it's an ID, and it's good to drive. Like if you if you travel to like Europe and like the UK, Japan, whatever, it acts as your driver's license. And it just it it acts like it acts like an ID in the you know not as I wouldn't say it's good as your passport. Your passport is your ultimate ID when you're traveling internationally, obviously. But if you want to drive in a, in a different country, especially in the Philippines, get a get a national driver's license. It's just it's just a good thing to have, you know. Mm-hmm. Because guess what, they take it over there in the Philippines, which is really weird to me. <laughs> which is <laughs> seriously the first thing that ever happened to me back in was 2018 when I just got out of the airport my cousin when my dad was 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 in the car but my my cousin was driving my dad's car first thing that happened he got a ticket <laughs> Ooh. yeah and I was just like holy crap they have tickets now and he was showing me he's like yeah it's like these these like these like cops who who stand on the side of the roads they got like green shirts i think in the philip in in davao (laughs) and they're just sitting there watching people like committing traffic violations essentially was it just a speeding ticket or he like took a wrong he did an illegal right turn or something oh or something right so it is a thing. I mean, they will ticket you in in the Philippines. I don't know how you pay for that ticket. I remember, I remember, I remember someone telling me in the Philippines that they'll actually take your license from you until you pay for that ticket. So you actually, which just doesn't make any sense to me. So essentially, you're driving without a license. You know, like how does that how how does that work? I don't know. But apparently, they expect everyone to carry. A lot of pesos on their person. I think so. I guess I don't know. It's it is just one of those things that I've never experienced personally. You know, except for <laughs> okay. as a you know as a third person. <clears throat> you know, a third party essentially. So it is it is a thing now in the Philippines. It used to not be that way. Like I've never. It was like it was as scarce as like traffic lights in Davao back in. You know, <laughs> it's just like it just wasn't a thing. So. Um, but it is a thing apparently now, but it's always good to have, you know, make sure that you're legal to do doing what you're doing. You know, if you're going to drive in a different country, get an international driver's license. Um, and, um, you know, make sure you have your passport with you, you know, especially when you're like going around doing tourist well, stuff. That's your primary. ID. That's your primary ID. So yeah. just keep it with, you know, keep it with you. Make sure you have like a, like a safe, you know. Yeah, you know, and safe way of carrying around with you. You don't want to lose this, your 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 passport. This this could just be me being a woman or whatever, but never trust anybody with your purse, your luggage, yeah. whatever. I don't care if they are porters or they they yep. look legit. Don't don't. Yep, I never um, put my passport. This is me. I never put my passport in my bag. I always keep it in a in a, in a zipped up pocket. No, oh, you know? that's good. That's you good. know, 
I always keep it in a zip-top pocket, and it's usually like inside another sort of like a wallet type thing, you know, that's RFID mm-hmm. protected. Oh, that's um, good. Just because there is a chip in your passport. There's a chip in your passport. Yep. Anybody who's traveled, yep. you know, in the last like decade knows that the way that you get back into the United States is you just plop it Scan on it. Thing. Yeah. Yep. In fact, so. in fact, when I went, to, uh, when I had a layaway in South Korea, you had to lay your passport flat. Yep. And if you put it on the wrong way, you don't get through. Yeah. And it's on your responsibility to lay it down correctly. Yep. So I'm like, what's... They, they got pictures. The, How do they do it? The pictures <laughs> don't work. I swear. So yeah. it was a whole trial and error. And then yeah. a lot of other Americans uh, were having the same thing. Like, How what? Do How do you do, How this? do this? Eventually I went through. Yeah. And that's all good. <laughs> yeah. So there's... There's a chip on your in your your ID, and it is literally like the one you have on your, you know, it's, like your it's, driver's license. your driver's license. It's a NFC yeah. chip, so it's always good to have it an RFID thing because yeah, it's a good way to get your ID stolen. <laughs> you know, all they gotta yep. do is like bump right against you. There you go. They you just given your, your and that's yeah. And if you are so inclined, because depending on where you where you go and this is mostly uh in talks for metro manila um you don't want to expose that you have cash yeah or anything yeah keep your so cash when, yeah when people so you'll most likely see beggars like yeah. approach your car or just out in the street if you're walking i know i know i know the the good part if he wants to help them, but err on err on the safe side. Err yes. on the side of suspicious. Sus, yeah. sus. <laughs> right. The, so, oh, by the way, do this too. If you're there, do not dress like you're rich. Just don't. You're asking to be mugged. <laughs> yes. Dress like the way other people dress in the Philippines. Dress, you know, you very know do what the role very comfortable. Very relaxed, very comfortable. Don't freaking wear, you know, like Gucci Supreme or, <laughs> or anything like that. Like don't 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 show off your freaking coach bag or whatever. You know. Yeah. Just don't. Because you're asking to get a freaking mugged. You know, like yep. especially if we're gonna like Go around the streets of you know of Manila and go go do shopping or whatever. Just you want to be as discreet as possible, you know. Just yeah, especially you know it's kind of hard, especially if you're like you. They can tell you're from the United States. You can tell you're from Europe and stuff like that. But still, you don't you don't want to be the guy who looks like you're better than the rest. Yeah, if that makes any sense. You know. Yep, and if you're and if you're going to the Philippines for like a business and you have yeah. to dress casual or business, yeah. um, reserve it for that day. Yeah, like the day of meeting or convention or yeah. whatever your business will be. Yeah. Just just on that day. Yeah, and the, there was a, I'll give you a little story here. When I was in Bohol, right, there was a German there. He came from Germany, mm-hmm. and he was staying at one of the resorts. He was actually staying at the resort that is owned by my relatives, right? Guess what? 
he had flip-flops on that looked like it came from the, you know, from the Dindahan, you know, across the street, you know, like the little Sorry Sorry <laughs> store. You know, he was wearing shorts from like the Okai Okai, you know, the, the you know, like the, like the, like the version of Goodwill, <laughs> you yeah. know, and he didn't even have a shirt on, right? And he was just like, he was just blending in with everybody else, right? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, his, his, his Bissiah was a little broken, you know, he was trying to learn and stuff like that, but he wasn't like, you know, he wasn't like freaking flashing anything. He was doing it right. I was like, yeah, that's how, that's how you travel in a, in a, in a different country, right? You look mm-hmm. at how other people are dressed and you sort of dress the same way, right? You know, it's like, you know, you go to Saudi Arabia or something like that. You adhere to the customs, right? right. It's, it's the same I think it's the same thing in the Philippines. You just want to, you want to go around and, you know, and dress like the Romans do, <laughs> you know, just. Yeah. Do what, when in Rome, do, do what the Romans yeah, do. Yeah. Do, do what the Romans do. And yeah, that guy was still, I still remember, I still remember that Oop. dude just because. Oh, I just, <laughs> I still remember that dude because he was just like, he wasn't dressed up like a tourist. Like he looked like yeah. he lived there. That was the yeah. <laughs> that was the thing. Full on German. Had a I, conversation with him. He was freaking just. Well, I think I think <laughs> you get respect from the locals because yeah. you are trying to not be higher than them. You yeah. Know, you do want an honest connection by kind of looking like them. Yeah. In a way. So, yeah. If you're um, gonna if you're gonna dress that way, just make sure you're 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 in the resorts. Like in a little cloister yeah. or a resort. Speaking speaking of resorts and hotels or whatever, if you do plan on staying at a resort or a hotel, usually when if it's close to the airport, there should be shuttles. Yep. Going to and from the airport. Yep. Um, Most resorts will and have shuttle service. And I think the airports will have like wings to like taxis and other mm-hmm. public transportation, so you could go wherever once you yeah. get settled there's in. like any other airport there is a section for taxis you just go over that place you know that's the area in the in the in the, in the airport where all the taxis are there's actually also yep. where where rideshare is now i think in, in manila so oh okay yeah so and then if you want to if you want to grab a jeepney you can grab a jeepney i would suggest to you know just err on the side of caution because you will get lost if you've never done it before. You will get right. lost if you're going to try to take a jeepney. Just, I always tell people, if you're going to take a jeepney, make sure you're there with a person who knows what the heck they're doing. Or else you're going to end up in a place that you have no idea where you're at. Yep. And so it's, it's not like, there's no app for jeepneys. It's not like here, in, you know, especially in Minnesota, you right. can't just go yeah. to Metro Transit. It's not, it's and- not, yeah, it's not like <laughs> Metro Transit yeah. or whatever. Or you can track where buses are, yeah, I think. Like, or... like candy maps. This is Route 54. You know, it's not like... Right. <laughs> and in fact, I mean, the the last the last memory that I had of a jeepney, uh, it was when I was a kid. Um, and I wasn't used to the whole being out in traffic. Yeah. And I kind of got 
sick from all the exhaust fumes. Oh, yeah. Um, so for those that are extra sensitive to, like, dust or whatnot, uh, bring something to cover your mouth and nose with. Yep. Uh, what is it, uh, face masks? This is definitely a thing. Oh, the N95? Yeah, N95. It's definitely a thing. Um, okay. uh, you know, like, even, like, surgical masks. Definitely. They're, yeah, Something's they're better fine. than nothing. Um, and... Oh yeah, one thing I forgot to say too is that when you when they open up that plane door, you will smell things. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It will smell like I always tell people this, like you wanna know what vanilla smells like? Uh put your face in front of a of a diesel and you know, diesel exhaust. <laughs> <laughs> because that's that's basically what it is, right? Diesel is a big thing in the Philippines because it's cheap yeah. gas and almost, almost every other car there, every other vehicle there is ran on diesel. And yeah. so it will smell. And there's no such thing as clean diesel in the Philippines. It's freaking, it'll smell. It's, yep. it is, it is a thing and it's usually mixed. This is when I, when I, when I walk in the cities there, it's like a mix between you know, like dried fish, fried bananas, and diesel smoke. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it's like you put all that stuff together, you know, right. and, like sugba, you know, that's what it smells like. Like, it's just like a, there's just like this, you know, just a, a smattering smell that's so unique <laughs> to. It's to part the of the experience. Yeah. So yeah. take it all in. Take it all in. Um, I think. I think I think we covered all of it. I think yeah. the only other mode of transportation that I actually discourage people to take are like the motorcycles. The, oh, like the tuk tuks. Those are so fun, though. I mean, they're fun, but again, <sighs> like jeepneys, go at your own risk. Um, actually, I would say I would say that tuk tuks or beta cabs are actually oh, yeah. much more easier. To figure out that jeepneys. Reason being is that that's how I got around in Tagum in the in the southern part of the Philippines. Mm, you know, okay. I took I took beta cabs and tuk tuks um, from going one place to another. And all you have to really say is where you're going to the driver, and they'll take you. Yeah. That's it. And it's usually it's. And it's usually cheapest. And it's yeah. Well, it's more. It's, it's a little bit more than go, taking a jeepney. Like I spent like every trip I did was like thirteen pesos instead okay. of like five pesos, right? Okay. It's still cheap, you know, considering, right? But mm -hmm. it's. I think it's a lot easier to to use just because you know, like I told them, like I need you know, like Gaisano Mall, please, you know, and they'll take me to Gaisano Mall, take me, you know, um, near you know. You know, near you know, what was it like? Uh, looking, you know, I went to the bank. I used the, I used a, a tuk tuk to go to the bank. Took me to the okay. bank. So it's like that, right? Um, so, and the the person will start picking up other people too, especially if you're the only one who's who's riding, right? Because mm -hmm. they gotta make their money too, right? So they'll stop right. if they see someone that needs a ride. They'll also stop, but you're gonna be the first one off. 
right? Okay. So right. it's one of those things where, you know, they're trying to be efficient with their their gas and time, right? Again, 13 right. pesos. So I think it's easier than, it's an experience, you know? If you're, you mm-hmm. know, if you're going to try public transportation, like how the, you know, how the locals do it, I would try that first, then a jeep. You know, that's, that would be my advice. If you want like okay. a thing, you know, uh, like a genuine experience, that would be one to do. And it's, you know, it's fairly easy to do. So. Yeah. All right. Well. All right. That- I think I think, I think that's it. I think we covered it. So <laughs> yeah. So the, our focus was the whole, what, how, how do you exit the airport? <laughs> how do you exit the airport? What are your yeah. options? Yeah. Those are your options. And we yep. also covered other tips too, like the cash. Yeah. Yep. Uh, oh. And... One thing I have to say quick: if the air, if Manila Airport is not your final destination, and, I, and this is also the same for Cebu, right? Mm-hmm. If you're going to travel domestically, chances are in Manila, you're going to be in, uh, you're going to be in Terminal 4. Or is it Terminal 3? 3 or 4? I don't know. Okay. I want to say it's Terminal 3, it's called. But uh, it's the domestic airport, which is a whole separate airport that's on the other side of the airport, of the, of the airport area. So there's... And then it's, it's the same thing with Cebu. Cebu is Terminal 2. And that's a whole different building. There is no tram. Okay. There's no freaking light rail. Nothing like that. So there will be a shuttle between the two airports. You just got to navigate your way. It's usually somewhere in the front. Right? Okay. You can always ask a cop. You can always ask a guard there where that mm-hmm. is. Right? Okay. Where that is. Um, so that's just a FYI. Always look at your ticket where your next flight is. It'll say there what terminal you're supposed to be in. And it's just, it's just one of those things where people don't realize that once they get to the Philip, you know, get to, to the airports over there, they will be in a different, if it says a different terminal, it's not the same building. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's not like, it's not like, like LA. LAX, where all the terminals are practically connected to each other. Yeah. You know? So, and you just have to walk between terminal and terminal. It's not like that in the Philippines. It's a whole different separate building. So, just a FYI. <laughs> well, thank you, Edwin, <laughs> for uh, that handy tip. Yeah. Traveling is traveling is an experience in itself. It is an adventure. It is it's so an, much it an is adventure. It's really an adventure. And we can only say so much to help, you know, people prep up for their adventure. Yeah. But um yeah, just be safe. Have fun. Yep. And I think that's it for today. And, yep, and try not to panic. Yeah, try not to panic. <laughs> Keep calm. Yep. There will be there they'll be there, so always ask. Yep. All right. So that's it for for this episode. My name is Edwin. You can always reach me on uh, you can always reach me at DIY Edwin on Blue Sky on what's the other one called? Threads. Threads. Instagram. Uh, Instagram. 
can also email us at holohollowhangouts at gmail.com if you have any questions about traveling to the Philippines. Definitely give us a line. Uh, give us a give us an email. Uh, you can also just catch us on those social medias. Pam, where can they reach you? Uh, they, they could reach me at PandaCatDragon on Instagram. I'm also the person behind the Facebook page of Legend Creators, which you can find information of on this podcast as well as our other podcast, Dungeon Science and Dorks. Check it out. All right. Um, yeah, so I guess that's it. Um, so next time... Um, ah, something's going on. Um, so yeah, so next time, uh, we'll see you then. Mabuhai. <laughs> that was smooth. We're working on that. <laughs>